Hey guys, welcome to a new episode, episode 8 of Clement Sports Podcast. Today we'll be talking about a lot of things going on this past weekend. As I kept my promises, I will be posting a podcast every Monday. A lot of great things happened this past weekend with basketball, college, you know, Florida State, and a couple NBA trades, NFL. Let's talk about the NFL playoffs, stuff been going crazy, and they're doing construction like right outside by my room, so if you guys hear like banging and a whole bunch of shit going on i'm sorry or like that convenience because it's really loud and i hope the mic don't pick it up like we're doing some construction and when i try to wake up like when i when i try to wake up you know, when i try to go to sleep or wake up bro like the shit is always in my ear and i can't even like you know can't even function right because of all the booming and banging and then my xbox it got wet my whole Xbox got wet because I left my window open and it was fucking pouring rain in San Diego and my whole Xbox just got completely just fucking wet so I can't even play 2K or Madden so I mean I feel like that's maybe that's a God saying like you know stop playing the video game focus on other things like for example this podcast focus on other things you got going so maybe I take that as a as a sign from God I, I am I am a very spiritual man so I guess it is all happened for the for the good for, for the better man. So I'm just going straight to it, man. So we got a couple transfer to Florida State. Uh, I feel confident about this. Uh, the, the people we got, I feel like we. I feel like as a team, I feel like we're getting better. We're making a completely change of our whole organization. Coach is doing a very good job making good trades and having people come and commit to Florida State, so we can, guys could win. This fucking bowl game next year. And there's a, a lot of things going on in college basketball and football. It's just I can't cover everything at once, but I'm just gonna cover like my favorite, um, like favorite sports and teams and in, in a way. But I will cover like everything in general. But just when it comes to like off season, I will be just covering like my football team because it's so much going on right now. Especially if you follow me, you guys wanna know. How us Florida State fans get. So we got 2025 four-star defensive end Javion Hilson. He has committed from Alabama to Florida State. I haven't watched a lot of film from him. He's the year 2025. He's going to be playing with us this year, and hopefully he does very good things for us, man. I, I have to check back and look at his highlights and see if he could, you know, bring that star power to our team. We've been doing very good with our DNs this year. Our, our defense has been really, really fucking good. So. I'm, I'm not expecting him to like be trash, but hopefully he can come in and do some good changes in our defense. We also had a commitment of linebacker from Georgia last week in my last week episode. I said he had came. I forgot his name. Let me check and see. I know I know I got it written down. Oh, he, his name was Nah, not nah, Ronda Williams was a running back. We have Richard Leonard committed to Florida State. He was an old line. Who was he? I can't remember his name. He was a DN and he came from Georgia. Oh, fair little. That's a D back, D back, Jalen Brown, receiver. Damn. Okay. I guess we didn't have a. Oh, there you go. Edge rusher. Yes, there we go. Number two, U from UGA. Damn, I can't read his name. I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, Lord, that's terrible. But he came from Georgia. I, th I think he was a linebacker. I don't think he was an edge rusher. I don't think he was a. Yeah, I think it was a edge rusher. Not an edge rusher, but a linebacker. But hopefully he comes and does very good things 
We got Hilson out of Cocoa, Florida. He is rated the four number best edge rusher in the class of 2025. He has committed to Florida State. And I have watched film on this guy. This guy is going to be super impactful for us. And now that Nick Saban is leaving Alabama, I feel like a lot of people that's committing to Alabama. Like Alabama, we, you know, Alabama been a powerhouse team since Nick Saban been there. But now that he's gone, we're not sure how Alabama is going to be. So I feel like everybody's going everywhere. Everyone's like scattering everywhere like ants and roaches. Like they're scared of what's going to happen. So hopefully he comes on and he does very, very good things. Um, He's a five-star crew. What is it? Five-star or four-star? He's a four-star. He's, no, he's the fourth best in his class, 2025. So that was it. So that's also good. And we also have an Alabama freshman quarterback transfer, Julian. Um, Top-ranked quarterback in the class, 2024. He tends to um, enter the transfer portal for Alabama to come to us. At his time at um, Carlsbad High School, he threw for 7,000 yards and rushed for 60 and 86 touchdowns with only 10 interceptions. He was a high school kid from California. And he just entered the transfer portal. So hopefully he comes to Florida State. As you know, we picked up, we just picked up DJ from Oregon State. Um, so hopefully those two could correlate and do very good things for our football team and play very, very good. So 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 far our transfer is looking good. Um, we should do really, really good things. But let's 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 switch the subject here, man. We we got good players of college football. College football is still, you know, in the air, thin air, or whatever. But I just want to give you guys a quick update. Let's talk about the NBA, man. We have a lot, a lot of good things and bad things happen. Um, my condolences goes out towards assistance coach Miljanovic. He dies at 46 of a heart attack. Um, he was a mentor at the time of Nikola Jocic and had a former star player in his native. He was a former star player in Serbia and died Wednesday in Utah on January 17, 2024. Um, you know, condolences goes out to him and his family. Um, it always sucks to lose someone in the basketball community or any sports in community. Um, so that's, that's that's very unfortunate. My condolences goes out to that family. And then we also have Pacers. Uh, they got uh, Peace Out C- Siakam. I can't fucking talk. Peace Out Siakam. All-star. He was an all-star for the Raptors. This man was a bucket. He's He was a part of the Kawhi Leonard team when they won the NBA Finals. He did a very good job, you know, getting buckets. He's a very good, solid four. He could shoot. Not really a big dribbler, but he could shoot on the perimeter. He could get down in the post, and he could do that fucking same spin move that he's been doing for years and get to the cup and get to the basket. With him joining the Pacers, I feel like it's going to be very good for him because the simple fact that he could make he could make his shots, and with Tyrese Halliburton, the way he's been the way he's been playing this year, and this man is average. I think if I'm not mistaken, like 12 assists a game. Like he's he, he passes the ball. He gets everybody involved in the offense with the Pacers. And adding a solid four like Siakam, teaming up with Miles Turner, I feel like they could do very good things as a team. I feel like they were a good threat in the East Conference. Now that the Celtics, Celtics always been up and down. The 76ers, Tyrese Maxey has to be that second guy to pop off. Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid, but Tobias Harris has to be that third guy, that third option to, to finally you know elevate them to being a, a very good team because... Same Sixers is not bad, but they just kind of need that third. They kind of need that push. Oh, let me turn my fan off. Okay, sorry. They kind of need that that push, that edge that they need for 
for being that contender out in the East. Because they got teams like Celtics. They got the same Sixers. Now that Siaka went to the Pacers. Pacers is now a threat. Um, my Orlando Magic's go Magic. Nah, my, Magic. Wait, let me my Magic's not a big of a threat. But, hey, but we're, we're getting way better. We're that young team that's getting better. And we're going to be a threat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mark my words. Um, who else we got out there? We have uh, the Knicks. Knicks, is, Knicks picked up OG and I know I talked about that um, a couple episodes before. That's that's a very good pickup for them. Um, they got Jay Randall, Jalen Brunson, OG. OG Nobly is more of like a two-way. He can score the ball, but he's not you know, really a scorer. He just like to play defense, but he can knock it down. He can get to the cup, and he can get buckets. Uh, no doubt about that. And I feel like they need a better team to surround them as, you know, for the Knicks. Um, who else is over there? We got the Celtics. The, oh, the Bucks. The Bucks is, is a, another contender team that could compete with the Pacers, with Siakam going over there. So I feel like this year is... This year is more of an Eastern Conference, more like because more than like past tense where the West Conference was always stacked, the West Conference was always hard, and the Eastern was always kind of like the shitty part. But now I feel like the East is just getting better and better and better as as time go, and this is this is the time where the West is easy to make it to the finals, and the Eastern is going to be hard to make it, in my opinion. With everybody, with, with the teams that's going on in the East right now. It is ridiculous, especially with Siakam going to the Pacers. That's that's really fucking good. I'm not I'm not even going to lie. And make sure you guys, oh, all-star voting. Make sure you guys vote an all-star, man. I, I put my vote in. The, the people I vote for was, you know, Benchero, Franz Wagner. I bet on Kobe. I, I voted for Kobe White, Joel Embiid, and Tyrese Halliburton. Those, those are my five players that I bet on that, that you know, that I voted for for the NBA for the NBA All-Star. And the reason I voted Kobe White is because with the little time Zach Levine was out, Kobe White was getting buckets. He was doing his thing. And I feel like as a player, um, recognition is like a big thing because like some players you already know that's going to make it All-Star just because, you know, it's the All-Star. So, and, you know, the NBA wants his money. That's how they make money. So they're going to want some people that's in there. Like there's no way they don't put Stephen Curry in All-Star. You see where I'm going with this? Like, there's no way you just don't put certain players in All-Stars. So, players like Kobe White, I have to put in there. Tyrese Hellerman, I have to put in there. And then Benchero, I have to put in there. Friends Wagner, I have to put in there. Because those players, that they earned it, man. They they earned it to go. I'm not saying it's given, but they earned it. And it's going to be hard, you know, trying to make it to the All-Stars. So that's, and Kobe White, Kobe White been doing a very good job when Zach Levine was out. I think he was averaging, like, damn near 20 points a game. Now that Zach Levine back, like, his last three games, he hasn't been bad, but... He hasn't been up to momentum, so Kobe White has proven that he's he could be that guy. So that's 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 gonna be a very interesting thing. So make sure you guys please 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 vote on allstarnba.com slash allstar. Make sure you guys put that in. And as I'm looking through the Eastern Conference right now, right? Let me see. Is the number one seed is the Celtics. Number two is the Bucks. Three same sixers. Four seed is Cavaliers. Fifth seed is the Knicks. Sixth seed is the Heat. Seventh seed is the Pacers. Eighth seed is the Magic. So we're eight seed currently. We're at we're above five hundred at five three five. And let me let me tell you guys the records, bro. Like look at this. The records is crazy. The Celtics are thirty three and ten. The Bucks are twenty nine and thirteen. The same six is twenty eight and thirteen. The Cavs are twenty five and fifteen. The Knicks is twenty six and seventeen. The Heat is twenty four and nineteen. The Pacers is twenty four and nineteen. The Magic is twenty three. I mean, 
and and with Siakam going to the Pacers, the Pacers is definitely not going to finish at no seventh seed, especially if Tyrese Halliburton can stay healthy. Um, I know he's been dealing with injuries, but I feel like if at healthy, he could definitely be that guy over there. There's no doubt about that. The Western Conference Finals, the Timberwolves is doing a very good job. They surprised me how how good that they've been doing. And I'm also gonna be put, putting in um, a parlay in for today's game. I'm gonna push this out a couple minutes right before 14.07. And the game's gonna come on to like two hours. So this definitely will be posted by then. And I'll be putting out this parlays towards the end of this podcast to show you guys who I'm betting on um, and put in those parlays. So hopefully you guys win and we all can win today. The Mavericks is 24 and 18, they're 60. The Nuggets is surprisingly 30 and 14. Thunder 29 and 13. The Thunder has been playing very good, especially as young as they are. And they are playing very good basketball with SGA leading the pack, man. That man is doing phenomenal. And their whole team is just knocking that shit down. Clippers is 27 and 14. The Clippers finally starting to wake up with the with the trio they got. With Westbrook, James Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George, the little the trio the fourth though <laughs> the quadruple now that they got the four and they finally clicking in i think russell Westbrook just dropped 20 points yesterday he just went berserk pelicans 25 and 18 uh mavericks 24 and 18 sons 24 and 18 and kings 23 and 18 the kings had a hot start then all of a sudden they just start losing to like some weird ass teams like sabonis and darren fox they started off doing very good I think Fox was just averaging 30 points a game at one point, like damn near like six games in a row. And then I think as soon as he starts slowing down, the team, the whole team just starts slowing down. But I do want to speak on Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray has been playing a very good basketball game. He he came in, I think this is like his third year in the NBA, and he has done nothing but improve, improve, improve as a shooter and as a player. So shout out to Keegan Murray. He's been playing very good for uh, basketball. I wish he could come on my Magic's team and he could come out there and play the floor. Put put Ventura as a three, or put Keegan Murray as a three, and put keep Ventura as a four. I would like a Keegan Murray on my team. I no doubt about that. Um, the Lakers is 22 and 22. 20, the Lakers still trying to figure their situation out. AD he don't AD pop up and show when he want to play, and LeBron do what he do. But LeBron is is there just suffering with AD. AD AD's not the same no more. As sad as you know, as, as bad as it sounds, man. AD just not he just not. You know, you age, man. You just can't move no more. But I still would have sleep on AD because on a good night, he could drop. He could give you 40 and 20. So 40 points, 20 rebounds. So, I mean, that's the reason why that, that firepower is still there. And Lakers have always ran that that big man and guard punch duo with LeBron just being everything, center circle of everything. The Warriors has been playing like shit this year. Um, Ever since they Draymond got suspended. Or if... If Stephen Curry ain't clicking, then you know that team is just down the shambles. But hey, maybe they'll get a good pick of uh, this upcoming NBA draft. Hopefully, they get a good pick. I don't see them why they shouldn't because of how terrible they're doing. Hopefully, they didn't trade none of their picks. But tsh, the Pistons and Wizards ain't like the Pistons only won four games. They're four and thirty-eight. That's probably the worst professional team. I think they. What year was it? What year was it when the Browns were just doing terrible and they were just like a football team, like a college football team could beat them? And the Miami, after with the Miami Dolphins too, at one point were just doing terrible. Um, where it was like, man, a, 
Alabama could beat them. And I was like, what? Like, damn, I think it was 2018, 2019 season. I was like, oh my goodness, they're not disrespecting the Dolphins like that. But yeah, man, that was the news and updates of the college, um, I said college, the NBA basketball that's going on. I don't have nothing else. Um, what is this? Oh, what's his name? Josh Giddy. I think he's been finally cleared from investigation from the whole situation he had going on. I don't know what him with being an underage girl or whatever and shit like that. I think the parents didn't want to co cooperate with him. So I think he's eventually been cleared from that. So hopefully he's done and with the whole situation and they can put that shit in the past. I mean, they've they, he's still been playing good football. I mean, good basketball. So he shouldn't be doing nothing too crazy. I feel like he'd do very, very good things in the league, even with the whole situation going on. I'm pretty sure they all push that shit in the back. Hopefully it's not true. Um, and if it is, they're not cooperating and the shit's still sickening. But hey, man, that's none of my business. I'm just here to talk about sports and the shit and the news that I get in events. So. I hopefully everything is get pushed to the side and we can continue playing basketball, Josh Giddy. I'm happy happy that you got all that shit taken care of and you can resume your career, man. I shout out to Josh Giddy. Um, but now the final, the final, final, final talk that I've we all have been waiting for, baby, is the NFL playoff this past weekend. So I know I said put in the best with Debo Samuel. I think um one of them got him, but the other one didn't hit, so it was like a green and a red. Unfortunately, that sucks. Um, what can I say, man? Who the fuck is, is like Debo Samuel? Got, no, no, no. I'm tripping. Debo Samuel got hurt, and Jaden Reed didn't get it. So you, you basically got your money back. So technically, you didn't lose. So technically, whatever you put in, you didn't lose. It was a two-man, and they rebooted Debo Samuel because he got hurt. Beginning of the game, so you got your money back, right? That was that pick. And then I also said put in the pick with Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown and Jenna Reed scoring a touchdown. But now, with that being said, you probably lost money on that one because C Mac he scored two touchdowns, but Jaden Reed he didn't he didn't score a touchdown. Jaden Reed was nowhere to be found in that football game. But I'm gonna talk about that a little later on about Jaden Reed and my Packers. But we're not right now. We're gonna talk about the Texans and. The Ravens. Um, okay, now look. The the Texans, I didn't expect them to win, and I didn't expect them to even have like a very good I think they only they only reached the end zone only once. The Ravens defense did what I what I expect them to do. Like they was gonna come out there and play play straight football and and get at CJ Stroud and make him not feel comfortable in that pocket. And that's exactly what they did. See, I think CJ Stroud only been in the red zone once. Nico Collins only had 86, I want to say. Let me see. He had no, he had five reception only for 68 yards. And they completely shut down the run game with Singletary. Only nine carries, only 22 yards. And I've and I've and I've known that was gonna kind of happen because Singletary, he's a good running back. He's been and he's played very good football this this season. But with the Ravens defense and with Patrick McQueen and Ronco and Smith, how they've been playing, those two, one of the arguably two best pair of linebackers that's out in the league right now. They've been playing very good football. And Singletary, he, I don't think he was good enough just to beat them two by himself and let CJ Stroud feel comfortable in the pain. I knew that for a fact that they were going to keep coming and coming and coming and coming after CJ Stroud. And that's exactly why the score looked the way it did when they did play because it it was it was a it wasn't it wasn't bad at first. I think the, I think the score was tied up 10-10. 
going going into halftime. Yeah, going into halftime, score was 10-10. And the Texans, they scored because they got a, a punt return. And that was the only time they scored a touchdown. Other than that, they have never touched it. They touched the red zone once. I think that was, that's when they kicked the field goal. But I don't think other than that, they, ha- they haven't touched the red zone at all. They scored a touchdown off a, a, kick, a punt return. And... That was it, and they didn't see it. CJ, CJ Stroud, he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have a good game. He didn't have he didn't have like the best game we had. He, he went for 33 passes. He only made 19 completions and only for 175 yards. I mean, he's a young quarterback, so I didn't expect him to go out there with the experience that you know, with the experience of winning this football game, especially when the lights is that bright. And you know, I said the same thing with the Browns, but. I gotta think more when I when I when I say shit like that because Joe Flacco, like I said, he came with experience, but then I also neglect the fact that he had just came off the couch and he now he's playing in a Super Bowl game against a young quarterback that's fired up and ready to be here in his position. And then I'm looking at the Ravens, and the Ravens is potentially that I have actually have won in the Super Bowl. I feel like they're going to take it all. It's going to be the Ravens versus 49ers. It's, I mean, the script is written. And <laughs> that's how Zach Howe is going to go. They're going to see the one. They're going to want to see the Ravens and the 49ers. I think the last time that those two faced off was when Colin Kaepernick and Joe Flacco was playing in the Super Bowl. And, uh, and the Ravens had end up winning, I want to say. I don't think Colin Kaepernick took that, took that, um, took that dub. And if he did, no, nah, I don't think he did. Let me see. Ravens versus 49ers Super Bowl. I'm curious to see who won that game. What year? Okay, the score was 34-31. Ray Lewis and the Baltimore, yeah, they did defeat him. They claimed their second Super Bowl title, and they ended up beating the 49ers. And it was Joe Flacco was the quarterback. This was in 2013. So this would be like the first matchup in the Super Bowl since 2013. Colin Kaepernick threw for 302 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Joe Flacco, 287. 33 out of 33 passes complete, 22 for three touchdowns. Damn, Frank Gore, Frank Gore was in there doing his thing too. He had 19 carries, 110 uh, rushing yards, one touchdown. So, I mean, that was a very good game. I remember watching that game a while back too. I think I was like, what, in middle school watching that game? That was that was a very good game. I remember watching that. That was that was tight. That was tight. But it's nice to see that now, like a couple, was it, 11 years later to see them back. They're going to end up seeing each other back in the Super Bowl unless um, – Patrick Mahomes put up another upset, and he just finds a way to end up in the Super Bowl. If Patrick Mahomes end up in the Super Bowl again, man, that's gonna be ridiculous. Like he, this man, he got to be considered one of, one of the all-time goats with Tom Brady. So let's talk about mm, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson threw 22 passes, 60 for 22, 152 yards, two touchdowns. He had 11 carries for 100 yards. I mean, he just completely obliterated the Texans. And you know what's crazy about the Texans? Texans do a very good job. Texans are one of the only teams in the NFL that actually does a very good job containing Lamar Jackson. Because Lamar Jackson, he usually have his way, and he always have his way when he played football. But, I mean, he still kind of did kill the fucking 49ers. But his, he would, yeah, he had 152 passing yards and 100 yards on the ground. And Zay Flowers had 41 yards and four receptions. And I said took the Zay Flowers receptions too. That's what's crazy. And he was a .5 short. He had five targets and he caught four. So that means this man had to go a hunt. Like he had to complete all every single pass. He had to go 100%. And I'm just like, man, what the fuck? Like, 
Lamar Jackson, I'm thinking he going to, you know, this is big game. He going to go to his guy. Mark Andrews was questionable, and he didn't end up playing. So, I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is a flower turn. And, unfortunately, we missed by 0.5. That sucks, but, hey, we live to fight another day. We live to fight another motherfucking day. And now, let's talk about the, my, my Packers and these fucking Niners, bro. Oh, my God, bro. I don't, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start, man, with fucking, or either with Carlson or who, who was it? Jaden Reed not showing up. Fucking, what, what, what else should I see? It was so much that was going on, man. We was making the right call. We was we were moving a the ball. They were just scoring off these big-ass gush plays. I, it was a, a play where George Kittle was wide open on an out route. I think Nixon, if I'm not mistaken, he was supposed to play the flat, and he ended up not covering George Kittle, which was a big game. Christian McCaffrey, another one that was a big game. He, scored, he ended up scoring two touchdowns. And then it was one where George Kittle was wide open over the top. And, this, and those those are literally 21 points. The 49ers didn't see the end zone, the red zone, till the second half. We was playing very good defense. Everything that our team was, like, we played very good football. And Carlson, punk ass, just had to miss the fucking field goal, man. This man been missing field goals for us this entire season. And then he comes out. In their playoff game and cost us another season. This man has to go. I don't see why we keep him. I know he's a rookie, but my goodness, bro, as a rookie and as a kicker, how the fuck do you sit there and we wait and we wait and we wait to a kicker to be good to make a fucking 20 yard, 30 yarder? How? Now, I'm not saying you gotta be the fucking goal. You don't have to be Justin Tucker. But my guy, you have to knock down a 20 and a 30 yarder. I don't give a... Hey, if I'm your teammate, of course we're going to say we're going to shake your hand and say that shit all right. Yeah, that, yeah, you good. But man, deep down inside, they they saying you fucked us, bro. And I'm not saying he's the only factor because Jordan Love did throw through two interceptions. But the first one was because Musgrave, I think it hit off his hands. It tipped and it went... Who, who took that? Fred Warner? Oh yeah, I think Fred one end up getting no. It wasn't Fred one. It was um, it was I think it was Greenlaw. I think Greenlaw ended up catching like two interceptions. It was either Fred or Greenlaw. It was one of them, and it was just and the very last play with Jordan Love just kind of threw it off his back foot and right into the man. I feel like that was just out of frustration. I honestly, because Jordan Love, that's not him. That's not him. I seen this man all year, and the plays that he's able to make, that's not him. It was out of a frustration. That how the fuck did this man? We went all the way down here, and it was off a fucking damn near a kickoff, man. Oh God, bro! Like that game was ours, bro. We we our kicker literally fucked us, right? Even if because if he makes that, that makes it twenty four. It makes it we we have twenty one. Huh, what was it? We lost. We lost 24-21, right? We lost by a field goal. But if we would have kicked the field goal, it would have been 24. And if they scored, it would have basically been 24-24. It would basically been a tie game where our ball with a minute left with two timeouts left. We would have been in control of the whole fucking game. We would have been in control of the whole game. The whole game. We we, we wouldn't have even have to run that play where Jordan Love threw a pick straight to the door. We, we wouldn't even have able to even run that. We would have just stayed there. Play clock, 
being routine, you know, make the ball go down, you know, get into the red zone like we've been doing the entire fucking game, kick a field goal, and we win the game. That's exactly how we'll, how it was supposed to go. But no, fucking Carlson want to come out there with his fucking two left feet and kick a fucking field goal as 20 yards away. I could fucking shoot a basketball from where I'm sitting at to make my podcast to my fucking basketball that's hanging on my closet. I can make that shot. And this fucking guy can't even kick a fucking field goal. To Like, this man has no aim. He probably sits down with his dick inside the toilet and piss. This man fucking drove me insane, bro. And not only that, not only that, the referees was calling some bullshit when the 49ers on a 4th to one I seen it, it was a caption on Twitter. These motherfuckers was offsides, bro. Offsides. And they didn't call shit. And they end up stopping the brotherly shuff, bro. Eagles, holler at us, bro. How the fuck do y'all get that shit done? Other people in the other league is doing it, but some people's not getting it all the time. We need to invest that shit into our, our fucking playbook, bro. Oh man, Jordan, Jordan Love had a had an okay game. He didn't have the best, but he had he threw 21 for 34, two touchdowns, two interceptions. One interception, I say it wasn't, well, it kind of was his fault because he kind of threw it behind Musgrave. He tipped it and it was an interception. The second interception came towards the end of the game. It was a game winning drive. He threw an interception. Um, Aaron Jones had a phenomenal game. 18 carries, had 108 yards. Romeo Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs has officially became our number one because at a game, at a game like this where it counted in a crunch time, he showed up. And he, we know that we could trust him to make those type of plays in that type of environment. And I thought Jaden Reed was going to wake up. I'm thinking we saving Jay, Jay Reed for the Niners because the way we played the Cowboys. We, we beat the Cowboys and we played, we had one of the toughest matchups. We played the Cowboys and we played the Niners. And we we spanked the Cowboys and we lost the Niners by three because of our kicker. So our future is really bright with our team. I feel like we're going to do very, very fucking good things. Aaron Jones had a phenomenal game. Romeo Dobbs had a phenomenal game. I'm still waiting on fucking Christian Watson. I'm still waiting on Jaden Reed. Middleton ended up catching a, um, a touchdown for us. And also, uh, Kraft, he ended up catching a touchdown for us. Those are the only two touchdowns we scored um, uh, from player-wise. I don't think nobody else scored. I forgot, how we, I forgot how we scored the other seven points. Can't really remember on top of my head. But... It was, it was, man, it was a crazy game to watch. I was yelling. I lost my voice. I was cussing. I was saying a whole bunch of bad words that I shouldn't have been saying. It was a fucking shit show. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was so bad, man. I damn I damn near cried. And I, the reason I wanted to win so bad, bro, because I was going to go to the, to the, um, the Super Bowl game. I'm only, like, four hours away from, from Las Vegas. So I was, if if we end up winning, I knew we was gonna go to Super Bowl, bro. We, we, we was going. I ain't gonna lie. If think about it, we beat the fucking. If we would have beat the, we would have beat the, the Cowboys and the Niners, bro. We was going. We was going speed through goddamn Lions or Tampa Bay or whoever would have won that game. I wish Tampa would have won because that would have guaranteed us. But you know, Lions won. Lions playing very good football, but. Man, us being the Niners and the Cowboys, I feel like we would have had a guaranteed shot going to the Super Bowl. There's, there's not one doubt in my mind about that. I'm not even going to lie. Brock Purdy threw for, what, 23 passes at 39, 252 yards, one touchdown. C-Mac, 17 carries. He had 98 yards, two touchdowns, 
and Kittle had 81 yards and one touchdown. Those are, those are the key factors of the game. We let we let Kittle and C Mac killed us, and I knew that we, that was the that was gonna be the problem. We would have to stop the run game, C Mac, and we would have to stop George Kittle. If, I think I said that in my last podcast because I'm not sure. I because you know when I, when I do pocket, I just jump up on the mic, write down a couple few things just to make sure I'm keep on track because this shit comes really or whatever but if i'm not mistaken i said we have to control c-mac we have to control george kittle we can't stop the run we struggle over the past few years stopping the run but this season we're doing it we've done a pretty good job stopping the run our linebackers can't cover really like that especially when we have a line or a tight end like quay walker i mean not tight end but a, um tight end like george kittle that's fast physical and just love to block, and he just plays with like super energetic energy, and it's hard to guard guy like guys like that, and special. And when we have linebackers like us, that's just excuse me, that just straight downhill and sideline to sideline. They're not really a good cover backers or whatever. So um, we we shall see what this what this new game happen uh, next week. We have. We have the I think Lions, we we have the Niners, then we have Chiefs, and then we have Patrick. No, we have Lamar Jackson. Um, those lines I haven't I haven't even put out yet. Um, I don't want I don't want to rush and say at the end of this video and then just say some bullshit. I want to actually like go down and do some research, whatever, and then post post the pics. But make sure you guys follow me on on Instagram. I'm gonna say it right now. So, cause I post my, I really post my picks on there. I just created. It's called CSP underscore take. So I was gonna create a um, Instagram for my picks. So, cause I, I'm gonna usually say it on my podcast and then post it on my podcast. And if I can't get it on my podcast, then I post it on my Instagram. And that's how you guys could access those. Or I'm gonna send you guys a link to my Discord right now. I want. I'm trying to think how can you guys get to my my discord through spotify i'm not sure how that how that works but i'll figure that shit out some way somehow but into the meanwhile in the meanwhile make sure you guys follow me at csp underscore take c s p underscore take cat small pipe underscore take csp underscore take you're gonna see clement is gonna say welcome to my official page for clement sports podcast page will consist of all your favorite sports nba cfb cbb wcbb nfl and more and it's gonna have a basketball football and baseball and then you're gonna see my my picks on there and make sure you guys follow that for more um, i'm gonna be end up I'm, I'm gonna end up posting the football picks for this week coming up because i have to do my research but i did promise you guys that i was gonna give you guys some good basketball picks towards the end which i will be bending today we have some very late games coming on now, i'm only going to bet on the late games because the late game is usually the best games to bet on. So today, this is what we're going to rock with, right? Especially when we have a lot of bucket getters playing tonight, boys. A lot of bucket getters, a lot of bucket getters. So today, we're going with Luca. We're doing Luca PRA, points, rebounds, and assists. Go over on his PRA. You're going to see it on prize picks. If you're not on prize picks, you're on underdog. You click PRA. And then you look for Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic from Slovenia. And his shit should be at 49 and a half. 
we're going over on that 49 and a half because it's Luca and he does everything. This man is a phenomenal. He's a beast. How you want it? You want it to cut. You want it slice. You want it dice. How do you want it? Straight buckets. He's a buckets getter. Then we also have, let's see. We also have, oh, let's see. Who should, who should we go? We have, oh, there we go. We got Deereen Fox. Dwayne Fox. Bet on Dwayne Fox for his points. We're doing his points. And those are the two men that we're going to rock with for today. And make sure you guys use my promo. If you guys haven't signed up on Prize Picks, make sure you guys use my promo. Amir uh, Clement. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me check that. Motions. Okay. So use my code. You know what? I'm going to post my code on my page too. So I'm going to get, I'm going to just post all that on my page. So just go on CSP underscore take. And my code is going to be on there. Make sure you guys use that code when you put in my picks. And then put that in. And then we're going to see about tonight's, what tonight's going to bring. So again, bet on Luka Donachik, PRA. The game starts at 1740 PST time. And Darren Fox game starts at 1910 PST time. Darren Fox. Thank you guys for listening, man. Make sure you guys check out me. Uh, check out check out uh, for a new episode next week on Monday. Thank you guys for listening. And I will see you guys, man. Go Pack Go.